0: I want to get this content out there because I want to help people. Mm-hmm. I genuinely do. I, I'm like, this needs to be heard. But I'm like, listen, the delivery is going to be rough. Every time something comes up of like, oh, you don't look good today. Oh, this is off. Oh, the lighting. I just tell myself, like, oh, your brain is trying to keep you safe mm-hmm. because it doesn't like making content because it's uncomfortable. So just like, shut up mm-hmm. and just go do it anyways. Mm-hmm. Right? How do you create an unshakable business? I crossed $100 million in net worth by the age of 28. Now I'm growing Acquisition.com into a billion-dollar portfolio. In this podcast, I share the lessons I've learned in scaling big businesses and helping our portfolio companies do the same. Buckle up and let's build.
1: So Layla, you are an extraordinary entrepreneur. You are someone who has 10x businesses. You're making a huge impact and wave in the entrepreneur community. And now you are now Layla, the content creator. How do you feel about that?
0: I don't identify as a content creator, but I I am happy to help in any way because I think uh, making content was something i procrastinated for a very long time because it was never necessary for any of my businesses. So um, it had to come out of a desire to do it rather than a fear of anything because there was really no fear because my businesses all in the past made money without making content. So it is new for me mm-hmm. um and I've only been doing it now, I think for thirteen months,
1: mm-hmm. yeah, so thirteen months, and you've really skyrocketed. I mean, you and uh, your husband Alex are really kind of like the newest like. Gurus on entrepreneurship, basically, because you're just teaching what you know, right? And yeah. I think that is one thing I really want to touch on when we're going through this. But in 13 months, how did you have to go about finding your voice on YouTube, on TikTok, on all the platforms that you're on? But like, how do you figure out who Layla was as a content creator?
0: Yeah, that's a really good question. I think that a lot of people wait, and this is a conversation I was actually just having with Caleb. Like, they wait to like find their voice, find mm-hmm. their brand, and then I'll make content, right? Um, and I know by building a business, the practices of building a business are, you're not going to learn how to build a business. So you go freaking build a business, mm-hmm. right? And so the same goes for content. So I literally I was at Bear Lake, uh, I was there with Alex. And I remember I woke one morning at like 4am. And I was sitting there and I was thinking like, Oh, today is actually a day and this is mid selling our other businesses that we've now sold. Um, where I didn't have like a ton on my calendar. And I had the thought in the back of my mind always lingering like you should make content like you know, you should make content. Mm-hmm. And Alex had bought a bunch of stuff to bring to Bear Lake to make content. And I woke up and I, I don't know what it was. I just got so fed up with myself that I was like, just go F and make it like you don't have perfect conditions. I don't have my outfits and have my hair stuff. I don't have anything. Right. And I was like, just go make it. And so that day I made my first three videos ever and they were awful. Um, <laughs> and and what I realized was I just have to continue to make them in order to, you know, move forward and actually be a content creator. And so what I I figure is the same as business, which is at first you suck, mm-hmm. then you suck a little less and a little less. And eventually one day you're good. Mm-hmm. And then eventually you actually get really good. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I feel the process has been in terms of finding my voice. It's it's not even finding my voice, Heather. Mm. It's uncovering my voice because a lot of the times people act differently in front of a camera. Yeah. And so like my goal is like, I already know who I am. Mm-hmm. I run this business. I am this CEO. I am this person. I already do all these things. I already know who I am. It's just like, how do I become more comfortable in front of a camera, in front of YouTube, in front of a live audience Mm -hmm. to reveal that. That's Mm -hmm. what I think it really is more so. Mm -hmm. And so that's been what the journey has been is how can I be my authentic self in front of a camera? And the more that I detach myself from the outcome Mm -hmm. of the content, Mm -hmm. the more I'm able to do that.
1: Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. And I noticed too, um, even in your first couple of videos, because I've watched all of your videos, I am definitely your target audience. Um, I loved that you actually weren't Perfectly put together in a beautiful studio coming out like I love that you were just kind of like Layla and you were just going through a slide presentation and you were just you with all the you ness, you know? And yeah. and I I want to speak more to that for the new entrepreneur coming online because you as a CEO, you as the person already in that space, why why was that so impactful at the beginning to do it that way and not to do it like really w- waiting?
0: Yeah. Because I think here's the reality is that plenty of people that I follow, and I just look at the people I follow, I'm like, is Warren Buffett building a YouTube studio? Right. You know what I mean? Like, that's ridiculous. He's, like, yeah. Um, and so I kind of feel that way. Yeah. It's like, I want to get this content out there because I want to help people. Mm-hmm. I genuinely do. I, I'm like, this needs to be heard. But I'm like, listen, the delivery is going to be rough until I get a team because... Mm-hmm. I just don't have time. It's not my first priority. And the reason I'm good at making content is because it's not my first priority. Yeah. It's because it's my second or third priority, yeah. right? And so I think that people have to put that into context. I I hope that becomes more normalized because you know, now we're building a team and such so things will be able to be more production in terms of like... I don't want to ever take away the authenticity of, like, who we are in the content, mm-hmm. but I think things can be more appealing. Like, the lighting can be better. You know, the camera's not shaking. Like, things like that that actually, like, make it easier to consume, mm-hmm. I'd like to do. But I think a lot of people, ultimately, like, every time something comes up of, like, oh, you don't look good today. Oh, this is off. Oh, the lighting. Oh, that, I just tell myself, I'm like, oh, your brain is trying to keep you safe mm-hmm. because it doesn't like making content because it's uncomfortable. So just, like, shut up mm-hmm. and just go do it anyways. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah. so I think it's being able to make those decisions, value based decisions rather than fear based decisions, which is like, this is in line with who I want to be and the values I have. And so I will do it despite if I feel uncomfortable or nervous or don't feel like doing it that day. Like, I'm still going to do it.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, so good. So liberating, too, when you think about that. I never thought about that. Warren Buffett is not trying to build a YouTube studio. So why are we trying to make it always so perfect? And I think that's really what draws the audience in. Now, how did you figure out who you wanted to speak to? Because you have done a lot of different things, right? I mean, you've built successful businesses and sold them. You started acquisition.com. Is it, was it a an actual strategy to say, I want to talk to this person because that will help us do this thing? Or did you just know who you wanted to talk to at the beginning?
0: I I don't think
1: I even know still really? who I'm
0: talking to. No, um, I think I have a general idea now mm-hmm. of who I'm talking to. But the people that I want to reach and want to help, I think are a little more rare than typical, right? Mm-hmm. And so I'm finding like the different buckets of what I like to talk to. saying so I think it's two things, which is like CEOs and COOs who want to grow and scale their businesses. Like they just want no BS, like tell me what to do. I'm going to go do it. Like, and I can just give you, like I love dishing out the tactics, Right. The second is probably actually employees. Mm. Employees who want to grow in their career, maybe they want to start a business, maybe they want to figure out how to get to an executive level because I genuinely love doing that in my business. Mm-hmm. Therefore, why would I not make content on it? And that's something I've recently discovered. So I'm like, oh, I love talking to people that are working in the business. I would like to help more. And I would love to have videos that one, the CEOs and the operators can take and they can learn themselves. And then two, they can share them with their team and be like, go watch this. This is how we're going to promote. Mm-hmm. This is how you can grow in your career. Like that's the stuff I really like doing. So I think I just think about who do I like talking to on a day to day basis. Mm-hmm. So like if you're an entrepreneur, I think I would be thinking to myself, like, who do you already talk to naturally? Mm-hmm. That's probably who your audience is. So like Alex, for example, naturally his friends who he surrounds himself with, et cetera, they're usually marketing based CEOs or, you know, sales uh, centered CEOs or people that are faces of the brand. That's Mm -hmm. who he's always liked talking to. So like, why wouldn't that be his content? You know what I mean? And so for me, I'm like, oh, these are the people I already like talking to. So that makes sense. I would make content for them because one, I've been there slash I am there. And then third, it's already what I do. So I already know
1: it. Yeah. Oh, you know? oh, so good. You're busy, though. I mean, I watched a video recently. You're working 14 hours a day, which I I also want to talk about the feedback on that video because I thought it was very interesting, Um, what, some of the feedback. But you are in it all the time, meaning you are in your business all the time. How are you coming up with content? And what are some tips you have for other you know entrepreneurs who are trying to make content while also running a business?
0: Yeah. I mean, I think it comes down to this, which is you could also want to run your business and have a family. Mm -hmm. You could also want to run your business and find a wife or a husband. There's always gonna be competing priorities. And so it's just a matter of understanding that, In periods of time where you want to grow something else, you have to sacrifice something, which is usually like your leisurely time. Mm -hmm. So for me, like that, for example, like this last weekend, like I woke up, I had people in town, but I woke up at 5 a.m. and I from five to nine, like busted out content because I knew we were gonna be doing YouTube videos later in the week. I like to like script out and know the points I wanna hit for YouTube. Mm -hmm. Um, So I did that. And so a lot of the times, you know, it's like the team preps ideas of like, this is like what we're thinking. Here's some different headlines. Here's mm-hmm. some stuff that people have wanted from your other videos. And then that gets me enough to be like, okay, I think I know what I want to talk about. Um, but it's making the time, you know, it's, it's rather than, and I always, it's like every once in a while I'm like getting in the dumps. I'm like, ah, Alex, it's so much easier just to run the company. You know, like now I have to like make content. I'm speaking, I'm doing all this stuff. Like it's so much harder. Um, it, you have to remember why you're doing it. Mm. I think that's the most important piece is that in anything in life, it's like if you're annoyed with your spouse or you're annoyed with your kids, it's like, like, why are they there? Mm-hmm. Why did you want to have kids? Why did you want to have a spouse? And I think it's always remembering and like connecting back to that why. And I always just remind myself, I'm like, I want to be what I wish I had had when I was mm-hmm. building a business. Therefore, I will do these things even if in the moment it's uncomfortable and I don't want to do them. Yeah. And so, you know, making the time is easy when it's a priority to you. It's just like anything else. And if you're running a business, I think you're probably already good at managing your time. It's just that you probably make a lot of excuses as to why it's not a priority because you're like, oh, it doesn't generate revenue yet. It doesn't do these things yet, et cetera. It can totally do that in the future though. Mm -hmm. And I think if anything, like what I like the most about it is that I have always wanted to have a voice to potential employees. Mm-hmm. And now I have that out there. So it's very balanced versus, you know, when we had gym launch, it was Alex who was the face of in the ads. and We didn't even do organic content, it was just ads. Um, so people knew that he was the owner of the business, but they didn't know, like, I was actually like running most of the business. And so they would come in and they were like, oh, I love Alex. And like, they knew nothing about what I thought, my philosophies, like how I like to run things. Yeah. And so that was the decision I wanted to make on many terms. Because it can help people out there who are trying to do what I've done. And it can also help attract the right kind of talent to our business. Mm -hmm. And so there are a lot of benefits. You just have to be patient.
1: Mm -hmm. Oh, it's so good. And are you keeping a running list or like a journal list for your own personal things where you're like, oh, I was in that meeting. That was really good. I should talk about that. Or how do you go about just kind of involving your day-to-day into it?
0: Yeah. I'm probably less like that. Like Alex is much more like, oh, in the moment, let me write this down or I'm going to tweet that. I'm going to do that. Um, I'm much more, I keep a list Mm -hmm. um, of ideas, but more often than not, it's like once a week when I do my setup on Sunday for the rest of the week, I'm like, okay, I remember there were some ideas I had about content. What triggered those ideas? And I go back and I look at my calendar. I'm like, cool. I had that meeting where this happened and I was like, that would make a good piece of content. So I just literally go back and look at my calendar. I'm like, what did I do this last week that I learned lessons from that maybe... Reignited thoughts of old lessons I've already learned. Mm -hmm. Maybe I was training a CEO on something that I thought would be valuable to other people, and so that's typically what I do: is I just go look at what I've already been doing. It's like Gary V says, "Document, don't create." And I think a lot of people think that that means I should have a camera guy following me around all day while I'm eating cereal. You know, I'm going to go viral, (laughs) right? right? And it's like that's boring shit. Like my day to day, I'm like sitting at a computer, like in sweatpants. You know what I mean? Like it's not that exciting. But if I document the things I have experienced, the lessons I have learned, Mm -hmm. and the epiphanies that could be utilized. It's almost like I'm filtering out the rest that's not necessary. Mm-hmm. And so it's like I'm documenting the things that are useful to the audience.
1: Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. And I, I could see that applying if you are a real estate agent, if you are um, even if you're like a chef or or anything that you're Already doing it's just taking those pieces and sharing it with the audience, knowing exactly who you're talking to, and sharing it with that audience. Um, okay, so uh, I went back and saw some of your videos, and some of them people are very upset with some of the things you're saying. How do you deal with negative comments? And this is kind of a, I would think, in 13 months, is kind of a newer thing for you personally to experience versus mm-hmm. like uh, negative comments about your company. So, yeah. talk, talk about that a little bit.
0: I absolutely expected to have a lot of negativity Mm -hmm. because I also I told Alex as I started making content I looked at him and I was like I'm a little weird though he was like what and I was like no like I'm not like I love business I love working all the time like I but I also like love working out I love doing this like I'm there's a lot of like contradiction in there Mm -hmm. and I was like I don't think a lot of people are gonna like me men specifically Mm. and he was like probably not and I was like I'm prepared Mm -hmm. um so I think it was like a conscious decision in terms of I knew going into it, I was like, I know who I am. I know how I present. I know the things that I already in public, in person with people, rub people the wrong way. So I'm like, that's going to come out in the comments for sure. Um... The way that I've dealt with it is a couple things, which is like, you know, in the beginning, there's definitely been comments where like, I've gotten it and it's upset me, you know, like someone makes a video making fun of you and you see it when you're like at a party with friends or like something like I remember I was at a New Year's Eve party and someone like sent me a video that someone made like breaking down like me and like the video and like they just tore down everything Mm. about me, how I looked, how I talked, like the content. It was just awful. And I remember I was like, who? Like I literally went to the bathroom and I like I just sat there and I was like, who am I going to beat? I was like, am I going to be that girl that like lets? a stranger tear her day apart or am I going to be somebody who sets an example for other women of how they can react to the people that tear them apart?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I, I really just believe that nothing has more meaning than what you give to it. And so when someone comments something about me or about the content that I'm making, I don't take it personally. It means nothing about me. And guess what? It's okay if they don't like me. It's okay if they don't agree with my content. I don't need to argue with them. I don't need to enter the situation. And if anything, that's what people want is they want you to enter the conversation with them. I have no interest in this conversation, nor do I have time for it. And so I'm like, I'm busy building a business over here. If you want to troll on my all day, that's cool. But like, we wouldn't be friends in real life. So why would I engage with you on YouTube? Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of how I look at it. It's just typically those people are insecure mm-hmm. They're You've said something that provokes insecurity. It contradicts a the belief they have. I mean, I'll watch videos and be like, oh, I don't like that guy. And then I'm like, why do I not like the guy? And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, he said something that contradicts a belief I have. And then I'm like, it's not that I don't like him. It's like he said something that agitated me, right? right? But a lot of people don't have that level of self-awareness. They're just right. like, oh, I'm going to tell, I'm going to say bad things about this person because on some level they make me feel insecure or they, they contradict my worldview. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm okay with that. And I think it's just like you have to accept that you cannot stop it. You cannot make it go away. If you try to make it go away, it won't. Mm -hmm. Like if you try to be someone else, it won't go away. Mm -hmm. And if anything, if you try to be someone you're not so that you can avoid negative comments, I think at the end of the day, you're going to be very dissatisfied because you're still going to get them and now you're not authentic. So now you don't even like the content you're putting out. And so I kind of had a decision I made. I want to say it was like last, it was probably like three, four months of making content where I was like, I can either make content that's super vanilla. I, I can go out there and listen, this is really the thought I have. It's like, I'm a woman in business. I like business. I like, I'm like, you know, people are making comments all day, just like trashing me. And I'm like, what am I going to do? Like go out there, like put my tits out there, yeah. like, you know, put everything on blast, like show some skin, like just like really feminine. And then like people like me. And it's like, that's normal because mm-hmm. that's more accepted yeah. for a woman to put out than it is to talk about business. Mm-hmm that's not who I am, though. I've never been that person. When I was in fitness, I wasn't that person. Like, I wore turtlenecks every day. So, like, (laughs) am I going to do that? No. So Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, what's the other option? Then I'm myself and people don't like me. Mm -hmm. That's okay. Yeah. I'm totally fine with it because at the end of the day, I know who I am. I know who I want to be. And the fact that people don't like me, that's been something that I've dealt with my whole life in person. Mm-hmm. Why can't I deal with it online? You know?
1: Yeah. So good. And I think, I, I mean, I deal with that too, because I look at these amazing women who are, you know, they wear heels and lots of makeup and it's beautiful. And I'm like, I would rather be in my camper or like out on a hike with a backpack on, you know, those types of things. And same thing, just have to be authentic in whatever content you're creating. Um, I love that you said that you get to decide how you handle that, and be the example for other women. And um, I just applaud you for that, because I think that is more of what we need in the online space, not less of it. Not more attacking, but actually more just like, going above it and saying, I'm going to be me, you can either like it or not. So I love that you said that. Um, I noticed actually that one of your most popular reels right now is kind of a behind the scenes of um, Mm -hmm. your husband and you, where he says you just love to like laugh randomly at things all the time. And I thought how interesting, usually the content you're making is very business focused is isn't actually behind the scenes, we actually don't see too much behind the scenes. Do you feel like you're starting to get more comfortable to share more of that side of Layla with with your audience
0: yeah I think that um I think that if anything it'll probably make me more human mm-hmm. <laughs> because I think you know like as someone said this to me one time they actually they met me and Alex and he was like you guys are like really funny yeah and I was like yeah yeah and he was like why your content's so serious I was like but I'm, I'm just talking about business mm-hmm. like you know that's not and he's like I think people would like to see you relax and be funny <laughs> yeah. and I was like huh um, so I think it's something that I would like to work on. I think that once we have like in-person office and we have more of the team here, like it'll be easier to capture that stuff. Um, like I wouldn't say it's like, oh, I'm like, I'm so for that stuff. Cause like, I just, you know, it's not, it's like, I'm like, what, <laughs> this is what I have a hard time with Heather is like, what value does that add to someone's life? Mm-hmm. But you know, my beliefs have been broken by people like Caleb in yeah. terms of like, that does add value to people's lives to see yeah. that you're a human. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I will do it if it's re- what is required to add value to other people that are watching and mm-hmm. if that's what they want to see. Mm-hmm. Um, now, do I want to, like, tape every, like, intimate moment with Alex? No. Right. You know, it's—I still have a—I am not even the same wife in with Alex in public, in mm-hmm. front of our team or in front of, like, clients, as I am in private. So in front of a camera, there's just no freaking way. Right. It's not going to work. Right. Um, maybe one day in, like, 20 years. Yeah. But I think—yeah, um, I think that was just, you know, actually what happened was— I was walking out or doing something and Caleb was just like sitting on the couch and I started laughing and he just pulled the camera out. Mm -hmm. So I didn't know it was there. Mm. If it had been there, I don't know if I would have been laughing like that. Right. Though I think I'm getting better. So I think I think it's coming more quickly now.
1: Yeah, and I think there is an evolution in content. I think I see a lot of content creators go through this, where they make one style of content because that's what they're comfortable with. Like you get through these comfort zone areas, where it's like the first one is like I'm gonna get on camera. The second one is like I'm gonna do this thing regularly. The third one is like, oh, you actually want to hear my story? Like you want to know? Like I want to know Layla at 19 who was crazy, and I'm like, oh, I was that too, you know? And it 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 adds that relational piece without having to be like incredibly Kardashian where you're sharing every moment of your life. Um, And I think it is those comfort levels uh, that people get to go through.